Welcome to Evolve, reinventing leadership, building freedom cultures, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to providing leaders with solutions to build trust, inspire authentic transformation, and improve engagement. Learn about new and tested ways you can revitalize your culture, empower people, and transform your results. So this is Yvette Bethel, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to Evolve. Evolve challenges traditional leadership topics and explores modern leadership models, providing ideas you can use to transform yourself and your culture. We focus on leadership through the lens of interconnectivity, flow, and balance, and we explore ideas that translate into practical applications for contemporary challenges. So in this episode of Evolve, we will explore the topic of thinking differently about leadership. And to help us with this is entrepreneur, humanitarian, and podcaster, and even author, Des McCabe. And Des is one of the UK's leading specialists in inclusion, job creation, and personal development. He founded and built the largest independent training organization in the UK finding work for over 5,000 long-term unemployed every year. And he's recognized as one of Europe's leading job creation entrepreneurs by Europe's top 500. Now, I also want to say, because Des told me not to say a lot, (laughs) but I also want to share with you that uh, he has a number of professional achievements in the humanitarian uh, arena, and he's established and raised funds for the Training Trust, an international charity that meets the humanitarian needs of children in Romania. Uh, and he's also active in, or was also active in, in Africa. Is it is or was this? It was, was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but would love to be again. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been involved in comic relief projects in Kenya, and supported a range of anti-poverty work in Ghana and Madagascar. He is such a pleasure to talk to, and I'm so thrilled to have you join us, Des. Welcome to Evolve. Yvette, I am so delighted to be here and so honored to be on your program. Thank you so much for the invitation. And I was looking at the title of Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, and I just thought, oh my goodness, this, this, this will be fun. So, right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not so sure, but I'll do my best to help if I can. Yeah. So we've heard a lot about your brilliant background. And just please tell our audience about what drives your deep interest in thinking differently about everything. Gosh, that, that's, a, that's a fabulous question. And I suppose from an early age, I always knew that... Um, I wanted to do things that were outside the norm. I think that's always where I started from. Um, I never saw myself settling down and doing this job or this job for life. I always wanted to be involved with people, develop people, be involved with uh, basically, well, I know it sounds very twee, but helping people to be better and to achieve what was important to them. So I had that from an early age. And I think that was a gift from my my parents. I, I don't want to claim any real... (laughs) <laughs> uh, special ability here because it wasn't me it was just 
you know, we talk a lot about social conditioning and I think I was conditioned to, to, to look after people. And, and I've tried to keep that as I've, as I've gone up, gone along. And then over the last, I'll not go through all the history, but over the last year or so, when COVID struck um, uh, and we got into lockdown, I'm based in the UK, as you know, but when we got into lockdown here, I, uh, I started to do a little daily exercise uh, to try and reflect on things uh, a little bit differently. And I think, you know, people talk about the negative side of COVID and all the people we've lost and the, the way it's uh, jostled the whole world of work and working from home. But it's also shaken our thinking up a little bit. It's allowed us to sort of move sideways a little bit and to view things in a slightly different way. So that's what I've tried to do over the last 18 months or so, just to take one of those little topics or exercises every day and, and think differently about something. If you were to give our audience, uh, you know, one little thing they can do differently uh, in their daily activities that will help them to think differently, what would that be? That's, that's a fantastic question. Um, and it's really easy to answer. Really easy. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember who said this. You might be able to help me a bit or, or one of your listeners. Um, somebody said, if we keep doing the same things, we'll keep oh. getting the same outcomes. That's right. So, yeah. So if we want to think differently, we have to do something different. Mm -hmm. Right. And the one thing I would say that we can do differently is to actually just take some time. Now, what I mean by that is actually to sit down somewhere for 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, without your phone, without your laptop, without any distractions and just sit and just try but, and this is the funny bit, and try not to think, right? <laughs> <laughs> because it's when, and so it's when we give ourselves that unusual space right. that then so, something can happen that takes us out of our normal thinking. Because when we're thinking, we're not really thinking. We're simply processing mm -hmm. pathways, neural pathways within our brain, um, if we really want to think, then we need to stop those pathways and start to allow things to rearrange themselves. So, at, so for example, I get up every morning, well, most mornings, at, at around six o'clock, and I'll sit for a little while before the noise, before the, the chaos, and, um, and that's when I'll write my, my daily piece. So if you want to do something, just grab five minutes or 10 minutes every day, doesn't matter when, could be over a cup of coffee at lunchtime later on. And that's what the little exercises are designed to do. So just stop, read one of those, and then just empty your head and see what comes. Okay. And then of course, yeah. and then of course record it. Write down what comes. Yeah. 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 So so what you're suggesting sounds like it's about getting out of the left brain and more into the right brain. Well, I hear, I hear the rational. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I would, I would even go further than that. I would say it's about getting out. It's about getting out of your brain altogether. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, uh, because we're, we're, you know, we're all ego. We're all vanity. We're all driven by self. And um, if if we really want to get out of that sort of self-contained, self-obsessed, uh, crazy world that that we live in and get a little bit of freedom, 
then it's about letting that go just for five or 10 minutes and allowing other things just to, just to have a little play in there for a while with us, you know? I'm uh, wondering, you know, you, you mentioned COVID a few minutes ago and COVID obviously is gonna change things for good, <laughs> but some things have been changing before COVID happened. Uh, what are some of the other reasons why it's important to think differently, not about, not, not about everything in this case, uh, although we should, but about leadership? Why should we think differently about leadership now? Um, I, 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 gosh, we could spend three days on this one, couldn't we? Right? <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think we have, we have uh, this is your field. Um, I think we have to go back and, and try and understand what leadership is. And um, I, I wrote a little piece uh, a, few, a few days ago uh, about leadership. And sometimes people have a view of leaders being out in front and charting a new path and coming up with great ideas. But the danger with being a leader out in front is that you have to keep looking over your shoulder to see if people are still following you. And if you keep looking over your shoulder to see if people are still following you, then people realize that you're looking over your shoulder and therefore they see that you're not a very good leader. So I think leadership is actually about being behind things uh, and trying to move things forward from that sort of place of, of service rather than um, control and 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 that's not just uh, having a servant mentality it's about understanding that the strength of leadership is being able to take everything into account and move things and shape things with people uh, not not necessarily uh, through them um, and so I think I think that's that's the that, that's the first thing and um, I, I also think that we tend to think of leaders in, in an organizational sense. Um, and the great leaders in, in, in our day, and probably in all days, are the people who aren't in organizations or the people who are free of organizations and who, who aren't limited by the, the culture and the constraints and the demands of the organization. So it's really the people who don't get any credit, I would probably say, are the fantastic leaders at the moment. Uh, and you mentioned COVID again, but it could be a nurse, but it could be somebody, a mother looking after a child or a father looking after a child or somebody looking after a dependent relative. I, I, I see those as, as amazing leaders because they don't need a level of control. They don't need to be told what to do. They actually can see the whole situation. They're standing behind things and, and driving everything forward. So I, I think leadership is around the situation that we're in, but it's also about who we are. And if we can get those two things aligned uh, and then just genuinely trust in that process of sitting for 10 minutes, I think things then start to come together for us in a very, very different way. way. You very eloquently put together a response that is quite profound. <laughs> No, oh, you're very. Do. <laughs> you're very kind, Yvette. We'll, 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 we'll have to we'll have to write it up and call it the uh, Yvette, Yvette and Des model. How about that? <laughs> but but if if we were to break that down, uh, because what you said is is quite true. But if we were to break it down, you spoke about 
thinking about leadership outside of the organizational context, uh, what would those skills look like? Like, what would they need to learn in particular that would be different now than what we would have emphasized maybe 10, even five years ago? Um, gosh, I, this, this is going to sound, well, this is going to sound very, very weird, but I, I think, I think we have to learn to be ourselves. Hmm. Right. And I think now that's that sounds very easy, but it's incredibly difficult. So. Um, so when I, when I say to people, most people, you know, what, what do you want? What do you want to do or what would you really like to achieve? Most people don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. They'll talk. They might talk about a job or a situation. So I think the very first thing we have to decide is what do we really want to be or what do we really want to do and because I think we're only here once I don't think we get a second chance at this so um I I think it's so important that we suddenly start to be real in all our total fallibility Mm -hmm. and weak and weakness and failures and all of that and of course as soon as we do that the world eats us for breakfast Because you just put it all out there, you know. And, and you and you got to put it out there. But yeah. it's quite it's quite interesting because one of the things that that I've I've learned over the last year and a half is that some of the the things that I write on a daily basis that I put on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, Instagram, um, people won't like. Nobody nobody will say or nobody give you a like to say I've read this or a good point. And yet I'll talk to them a week later and they say, "Oh, I love that last post." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens right. too. <laughs> right. So, so, so people, people will connect with your honesty, but they may not be able to put their head above the parapet because of who they are or where they work or the organizational constraint or whatever. So, I think the new models of leadership are are around that personal um, clarity and working out who we are. I think it comes from that personal honesty Mm -hmm. Um, and then it comes from finding other people who are willing to go on that journey with you and I think that's where Mm -hmm. your work your fabulous work around trust comes in trust doesn't come through the structures or the setup it it comes in spite of all of those things Mm -hmm. I think so yeah it's a relationship yeah it's a relationship so Mm -hmm. so I think all of us and, and anybody who's listening who works on their own or feels a bit isolated or a bit sort of trying to muddle through you're really the champions at the moment you're really the ones who can can see things in a different way and, and although it can be tough and lonely and frustrating at times uh, you are you are making progress you are cutting through stuff so um yeah don't worry we're, we're with you on this process you know what you said really resonates with me and one of the things that came to mind is that a lot of us wear masks. And uh, most times when you do a mask exercise in a, in a course or some kind of seminar, uh, they ask you to take off one or to identify one. But what I've learned is that we'll have multiple masks. Uh, if you take off one, another one is sitting there. So how do, we, how do people get through all of that? Because those masks, uh, sometimes people wear them for so long 
that they believe that that's who they truly are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I don't think we can ever do that. I don't think in this life we can ever get rid of the masks, as you call them. I, let, let's call them identities. Personas, I think we all, yeah. Yeah, I think we all have multiple identities, uh, and those. You know, I would, I would like to think I have a kind identity at times. I'd like to think I have a compassionate identity at times, but I also know that there's other identities that I have that I don't really like as much. And, 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 and those can conflict and fight amongst themselves now and then. So mm -hmm. I, think, I, think, I think we can be honest with ourselves and say none of us are perfect. And uh, we all have been conditioned and that still are conditioned by things that go around, that go around us uh, through our background, through our history, through our work, through trying to earn money, to trying to look after our loved ones. All of these things along with all our own identities and our, our own hopes and ambitions and needs and passions and wants. All of this is a horrendous battleground. So just please take that five or 10 minutes every day just to put all that to one side and just try not to think. As we think differently, after you just said, try not to think. <laughs> As we think differently about yeah. leadership um what should leaders stop doing that you know everybody thinks that you know we should do this <laughs> what should they stop doing what, what should leaders stop doing yeah yeah that's no longer relevant but they think it may be and um, i think if we we need to stop thinking we're a leader uh because as soon as we identify with leaders, then we create a persona that by definition excludes others. Because if, if Des is a great leader, then you know that's he's up there on a pedestal or he's out there in front and he's never going to talk to us or work with us or look after us, is he? He's, he's off writing his next book or whatever. So, uh -huh. so I think we've got to get rid of the word leader and you know it's all about hierarchy and structures we've just got to get rid of structures yeah powerful powerful suggestion so what you're thinking then is uh languaging come up with a new term a new way of of uh... um no it's 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 no it's it's it's, it's actually about a different way of working and mm -hmm. um we we have a gosh this is a big topic topic now but we have a very and <laughs> um, we have a very competitive way of working so we, we compete with each other for jobs. Uh, we compete with each other in work. Um, and if you look at the whole way that the internet works, everybody is competing. People are competing to sell things on Facebook. People are competing to link up with everybody else on LinkedIn. People are doing silly dances till they're danced out on TikTok or whatever it happens to be. Right? <laughs> so so we're, we're all competing for that little piece of space and um, but competing is old, competing is last century, and uh, the, the new world of work is no longer about competition. It's no longer about self. It's no longer about trying to grab what you can. The the whole new world that's evolving, and COVID has speeded this up dramatically. The whole new world is about collaborative working, because we no longer can do everything ourselves. So if you want to set up a business now. For example, then 
you you need to talk to somebody else. You need to find somebody who's going to do emails for you or can create the, the, the podcast or can help you with such and such or can write something for you or create a product or, or whatever it happens to be. So we all need technical support to do things now. But we also need something more than that. And that is we need moral encouragement. We need help. We need somebody to say, listen, it's okay. Um, so I think the new world of, of collaboration is, is, is enabling us to open up and work in a different way. Um, so I don't think leadership fits in that new world in the way that leadership was before. The other, the other piece that does fit, though, is, is what I would call um, dual responsibility. And effectively, dual responsibility means that when you work somewhere, or in, or in something, you accept everybody's in there and everybody is, looks after themselves. That's normal responsibility. But dual responsibility is that you actually take on the role of looking after everybody else, hmm. right? Now, let me, tell, let me explain why this is so important. And it's not just a kind thing to do, to, to be mindful of everybody else and try and help everybody to succeed. But what happens when you start to look at a group of people who you're, let's say you're trying to lead a team. Let's say you try and look after those people and, and help them, genuinely help them. Then you suddenly start to think about, well, why isn't Yvette working with Harry? And why isn't Angela talking to Bill? Could those two not do such and such? Imagine if we put that idea of Yvette's with Des's thought about such and such. Couldn't we create something amazing there? So by looking at dual responsibility, we suddenly get out of our own heads. And you talk about a different way of thinking. We come out of our own head, which is about how can I get business? Where's my next client coming from? Where am I going to get some money? We come out of all of that and we start getting into problem solving. We get into being creative. We beginning get into looking at opportunities. We become a natural consultant for looking and creating new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. So everything is already there for us. We don't have to control it in the old form of leadership. We don't have to own it. We just have to help it. You know, the dual responsibility is directly connected to trust. Because in order to collaborate at that level, the relationships need to be healed. Uh, so it's, it's, it's more than connecting with yourself at that level. It's now healing the relationships so that people can uh, work together, understanding that some relationships will never be healed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think that therefore that the relationship that's established is, is around the one that this person is, is genuinely helping me. This person has come up with a good idea. Uh, mm -hmm. This is good fun. Let's have a go at this. And therefore you don't see them necessarily in a hierarchical or dominant position you see them as hang on this is this is good for all mm -hmm. of us and that takes yeah. you back to that collaborative environment so when organizations are trying to do this they, they don't think in these terms they don't think about collaborative collaborative working in a real sense stripped out from hierarchy they don't think about dual responsibility um, and they don't think about harvesting it and what i mean by harvesting is when we go to work we only bring 10% of what we are to our job. People don't realize that I can make fantastic scrambled eggs, right? So all of that stuff is, is, left, is left at home or whatever it happens to yeah. be. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, yeah. If, but if we could bring all of that out into the workplace, if we knew what everybody else could do, what everybody else is passionate about, and um, you'll have seen this with all the fabulous guests that you've had in your program over the years um, that, and their backgrounds and what they've done. If we could harness and harvest all of that, wow, wow. We wouldn't just be looking at the narrow confines about how do we get this one product to market or how do we increase our sales? We would be exploding with potential and possibilities. Mm. We've come to the end very quickly <laughs> and I would like you to share with us just one bit of advice one thing that you'd like to leave with our audience uh, in terms of you know what can they do to think differently or to be different when it comes to being a leader well I, I've never met many of your audience yet but i would love to meet every one of them so what i would what i would love to do is um extend an opportunity for each one of them to to connect with me and uh as i've said i, I do a, a daily exercise on the on my website personaldevelopmentexercises.com mm -hmm. and it's on linkedin i'm on linkedin i'm on uh, instagram and on facebook so you can connect with me there but go on to the website sit down, take five minutes or 10 minutes a day, grab a coffee or a glass of water at any time and just go along there, pick an exercise. There's 24 categories of exercises. There's everything from creativity to leadership, to happiness, to love, to purpose, to well-being. So just pick something and just give yourself a chance to, you know, to have a little space. Now, what's the address of your site? It's www.personaldevelopmentexercises.com Wonderful. <laughs> in fact, can I just say this has been absolutely amazing. I feel so privileged and honoured to have had this conversation with you and, and whoever else has listened in. And I hope we can do it again. Oh, I'm thinking we will. And with that, I'd like to thank you, Des, for such a thought-provoking interview. Your insights will certainly help our audience. And uh, this has been Yvette Bethel, along with Des McCabe. You can learn more about Des on his Facebook page as, as well. But you want to just say your um, website again once one last time? Yeah, just remember personaldevelopmentexercises.com. Yes, personaldevelopmentexercises.com. Thank you for taking the time to join us on Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Join our vibrant network of leaders who are challenging the leadership paradigm in an innovative learning and impact network. Check out our webpage at ifbnetwork.co to learn more about and join our exciting ecosystem of high-performing leaders.